Oh, my! Upon my word, I have never seen so many toys. Behind any of which could lurk a bloodthirsty assassin. So please, Doctor, be very careful. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations. We believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out and talk about what makes them so magical including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. Okay, so we're getting into, I feel like this is more of an obscure one. Like it's very hit or miss. Whether or not people, one, know this movie, and two, realize that it's a Disney movie. A hundred percent. There have been so many times that I have looked up the list for the mm-hmm. Disney animated canon. And every time I run across the Great Mouse Detective, I go, oh, yeah, yeah. that's in mm-hmm. here. So, yeah, it's it, it's a bit of an overlooked one. It definitely which is. is why I'm glad we're covering it. Yeah. But before we get into our discussion on this movie, we do need to talk real quickly about a format change we are making to the show. Yes. So, you know, basically with the show, you know, you've got your trivia, your history, your... You know, we talk about our personal history. We we have a movie discussion Mm -hmm. where we usually bring our kids in for that part of the show. And then I always have a section to give park connections or really I should just call them Disney destination connections at this point because I definitely go, you know, beyond the parks. But if you're new here, I am a travel agent that specializes in Disney destinations and vacations. And so obviously this is something we love and we want to connect it to these stories and experiences. So that's why we started this podcast. But, you know, we've got a little change coming up that I think will be really good. Yeah. So after discussing it a little bit, we've really kind of decided that the park connections section needs to be trim down a little bit in these movie episodes where Mm -hmm. we really just want to focus on, hey, here's one pro tip. Here's one specific tip to the theme of the movie. But then we want to save all the other great advice for its own separate episode. And, you know, part of that, of course, like we were talking about the other day is because you know, we really want to make sure that that content is available for your clients, something mm-hmm. that they can reference. It's a huge reason we started this podcast. Like a, the one of the main reasons that we started this podcast was to give my clients some things that they could do in the meantime while they're waiting right. for the magic and to, 
you know, start making a list. And all these are things that I help them with and tell them things that they can look forward to. But it's re- it was really out of a heart to serve my clients that I love so much and care so much about making their vacations magical that we really started this podcast. Right. So this change is going to help the episodes just be a little bit shorter so that mm-hmm. they focus on the movie itself more than anything. And then we will have those separate episodes that focus just on the park connections for each of these movies. So there'll be kind of mini episodes, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Um, And we're still kind of working out whether that is going to only be available for clients or whether it's going to be like a subscription based thing that other people can have access to. We're still, like I said, working that out, but we will still record that content. It's just a question of how it's going to show up, and we're probably going to end up going back to all of our old episodes and cutting out right. a lot of those sections as well. So, right. um, so yeah, if you're just now discovering the show uh, 3,000 years from now, <laughs> that change has probably already happened, but we just wanted to let people know about it now so yeah. that it's not a huge shock in the coming episodes. Right. So if you are a regular listener and you are like, oh yeah, I remember Krista mentioning something. I think it was in this episode and you go back and you know, that episode has changed. That's why. Yeah. It's not going to be in that episode anymore. Correct. It's going to be pulled out. Correct. So, and then the other format change is I gave this a shot a few episodes back on the Winnie the Pooh episode, mm-hmm. Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, where we combined trivia and history. And now that we're getting more into the modern era, there is a just less of a need for those sections to be separate. So uh, we will be combining the trivia and history from now on. Trivistry, if you will. Trivistry. Yeah. So it just makes more sense because we're getting into our lifetime right now. So there's less history Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's the other kind of big format change we're making here. Yeah. So a little housekeeping before we dive in. But I think... And we hope you guys think that it will be a good change. We're always, you know, looking for ways to improve and make things better for our listeners. Right. So on that note, let's get into the trivistry. Trivistry. I love that. We'll figure out how we want to do that. I like trivistry. I'm voting for that. Okay. Uh, So let's get into it for The Great Mouse Detective, Mm -hmm. which came out in 1986. It was the 26th animated feature in the Disney animated canon. And to kick us off, we're going to start with our lead character of Basil. Basil. That's right. Who is named after actor Basil Rathbone, who played Sherlock Holmes in 14 movies. So, yeah, that was an ode to him. Uh, Now, the movie is also based on a book series known as Basil of Baker Street by Eve Titus. And Disney executive Peter Schneider was actually the one who decided to change the title of this movie from Basil of Baker Street to The Great Mouse Detective. Now, this decision was actually really unpopular with the filmmakers themselves, and it launched a famous inter-office memo at the Disney offices, which suggested they should retitle some of their other movies. (laughs) 
So here are some of the titles that were proposed. No. Seven Little Men Help a Girl. No. The Wonderful Elephant Who Could Really Fly. Absolutely not. <laughs> the Little Deer Who Grew Up. No. Immediately no. <laughs> the Girl with the See-Through Shoes. What? <laughs> the Amazing Flying Children. Absolutely not. Two Dogs Fall in Love. Pup- I mean, <laughs> how about Puppy Love? Puppies Taken Away, <gasps> speaking of Terrible puppies. title. Robin Hood with Animals. No, terrible. And then A Boy, A Bear, and A Black Cat. Absolutely not. <laughs> Obviously, this was a joke. Like, yes. it, it, again, it was so unpopular that they right. just, they were making fun of the new title sure. that was given here. So, uh, but that made me laugh when I read mm-hmm. uh, read about that note that got passed around. So, the script for this movie took four years to develop, but the animation actually only took one year because the studio had started using computers a lot more to help speed things up. So, that becomes a lot more noticeable. And then, as of today, when we are recording this, this is actually the last Disney animated feature to be set in the UK. Wow. I know, right? Because we've had That's so many so others. That's so crazy because, yeah, I right. mean, the vast majority have been set in London. Yeah. Now, I will say you could argue because, you know, we have a Winnie the Pooh sequel coming yeah. up. And so you could argue, well, wait, isn't that technically set in the UK yeah, because the Hundred Acre Woods? But it's a little more vague. It's it not is. specific. Yeah. So I think that's where okay. this piece of trivia is coming from is this is specifically set in the UK. Gotcha. Uh, and speaking of the UK, Bill the Lizard from Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. has a cameo here as one of Radigan's henchmen. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, or hench creatures, I should say. Yeah. And then the song Let Me Be Good to You was almost sung by Madonna. Well, it's got some Madonna vibes. <laughs> We're going to get into that it, it's later. A, it's a little risque. It uh, is. Liza Minnelli was also considered to that sing the I song. That I can definitely see. Definitely. Uh, both those ideas obviously were scrapped. Incidentally, the song was almost cut because they were afraid it would get the movie a PG rating. Should have been cut. Which they really <laughs> wanted to avoid after the Black Cauldron. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I didn't put this in my notes, but the way they got away with it, with the ratings board, where they said, oh, but it's not really risque because they're not people singing about this. They're animals. So we it's, get it's the fine. implication, guys. <laughs> anyway. And then finally, the movie was a critical and box office hit when it came out, saving the studio from going bankrupt, though its success would be overshadowed by later Disney hits. Um, So, you know, that's why, again, it feels a little obscure now, but it was a hit at the time, and it brought a lot of confidence back to the animation department. Well, they needed that after the (laughs) nonsense that is the Black Cauldron. Good Lord. No. And now, a history lesson. Let's get into our history here. Uh, when did you first see The Great Mouse Detective? This was a childhood of course. regular watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, why, why do I even ask anymore? Hey, so. there ha- listen, but had I seen The Black Cauldron? That, like, well, there's been yeah. a few that I did not That's grow true. up. They're, they're very few and far between because I'm still in my Disney era. Let's be real. I think I will always it's be not in my Disney era. It's it an is, aura. For you. It, basically, <laughs> essentially, yes. Like I scream Disney, even my wardrobe every day. I get dressed. You're I'm literally like, wearing Disney I, princess T-shirt. I am right now. I because 
pr- that's pretty much my wardrobe at this point. I sometimes I'm like, I really would like to match my ears with this outfit, but I'm not <laughs> in the parks and I will look ridiculous if I leave the house that way. But I want to often. I basically look like I'm going to a Disney park every day. But yeah. anyways, yeah. So this was one that I watched in my childhood. It wasn't like, you know, my top five or my top ten. Sure. But I do remember, like, this was one that was played. I think there were a few movies, Disney movies, like mm-hmm. this one, Fox and the Hound, mm-hmm. a couple of others that were like, let's calm down movies in my house. Right. You know, yeah, like, yeah. parents, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we get it, right? Yeah. Like, we have our, like, fun Like, yeah, you can watch that. And then we're like, let's watch something a little bit more calm. I think that was one of those for me. And so I did grow up watching this one, um, not necessarily because it was a favorite, but because it was one of those calm down movies in my house. So what about you? So this was the first time Uh, I ever watched The Great Mouse Detective. Now, I was familiar with its existence in childhood because I've talked before about how there were these different Disney sing-along videos that they would play mm-hmm. in our cafeteria at lunch at my elementary school. Mm-hmm. And the Radigan song yes. was one of the ones on that would play on a loop on one of those mm-hmm. sing-alongs. So I was familiar with that song, but I had never seen the movie until we sat down and watched it for this podcast. So Of course. Yeah. I will say this is like, like you mentioned where you have the moment of like, oh yeah, even Mm -hmm. though I grew up watching this one, it's still an oh yeah movie for me. I do think it is, it's good, but it is forgettable. And it, you know, to me, so I, even though I grew up watching this one, I kind of forget about it being in the animated canon until somebody says something about it or I see something, you know, from it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, the great mouse detective. I used to watch that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. How would you rank this? Uh, I mean, it's not going to be one of my favorites for the pop era, but overall, I did like it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I think it's good overall. I can see why it gave the animation department uh, a confidence boost, kind of like we were talking about. And it's kind of starting to feel a little bit more like that 90s era. You kind of see the storytelling start to come out for what they would do later on. Yes, and that's what's something that I was going to point out here Mm -hmm. is what I appreciate about this movie, especially after watching The Black Cauldron. (laughs) That train wreck. I mean, (laughs) what I do appreciate most about this movie is the storytelling. I do think that it is you kind of get back to that quality storytelling that Disney has. And even though it's a very different feel than a lot of Disney movies, it's still mm-hmm. like the way that it's structured, the way that it flows, the the character development, like all those things make it a good story. Right. And so I do really appreciate that about this movie. Again, I have a newfound appreciation for it. After the Black Cauldron train wreck that we watched right before. <laughs> right. Uh, so one little parental note that yes, we have we here before we get into the movie discussion is, of course, the song we were talking about in the Trivistry section. Let me yes. be good to you. So it is 
risque, and there's a lot of... Here's what I'll say. It's burlesque Burlesque-y. That's yeah. good. It's yeah. very, like... Honestly, I'm like, Liza Minnelli, it totally gives... Cabaret. It totally vibes. gives yeah. cabaret guy vibes. I'm like, yeah. get Liza Minnelli up there. She would sing it great. <laughs> like, maybe this time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it because it very much has that kind of jazz club sort of feel to it. And so right. even though I think for a lot of kids, it will go over their heads. It's not oh, like yeah. it's it's not like some of the other ones especially like the last movie we talked about where I was literally appalled at some of the things that were put in there. This is not like an, oh my word, I'm appalled. This is more like, this is a bit cringe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cringy now to me as an adult. Did I notice anything about it as a child? Absolutely not. not. I didn't even remember that this song was, I had forgotten this whole scene. Like I totally forgot about it. And so, especially if you have younger kids and you're watching this, like it's probably going to go over their heads, but you as an adult who like understands the implications of what she's singing and some of the jeering that's going on in the crowd, like you will be like, okay, Yes. Well, let's move along. Yeah, some you of know. the double entendres that yeah. are in the lyrics. Which I just honestly, like, going back and watching any 90s show, I'm like, there's <laughs> so much that I missed as a child. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't catch any of that. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So, definitely that. And then I also just wanted to point out, this is not, I mean, more parental advisory of, like, you know your kids. And this is what I tell my clients when they ask me things like, do you think my child is going to be scared on this ride? Well, I'm not sure because I don't know your child. But I will say that the um, the bat in this one. Fidget. Fidget. Mm-hmm. That's his name. So he is a very creepy character. He's pretty creeps. And I remember being creeped out by him as a little girl. Not so much that it was like I was terrified and I wanted to turn off the movie. But like. He makes you, like, scared of him, and he's creepy as, like, you know, they did a good job being, like, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable watching this character because he is creepy. But, you know, it definitely, especially, like, the opening scene could honestly be a little scary for some children. So, sure, you know, you may just want to have that heads up. Maybe you want to watch the five minutes of the opening you know, before you show it to your kids and gauge whether or not that you think that's something that will scare them. I just like to give that heads up so you're not surprised. Yeah, nope, makes sense. But anyway, thought we would throw that in before we get into the regular movie discussion. But on that note, we will um, bring in the kids. We'll bring in the kids, keep moving forward and uh, maybe collect some clues along the way. Lights. Camera. Action. Action. Okay, great mouse detective. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Kai, you and I, uh, this was uh, first time for both of us to watch this movie. Yeah. Right? Mm. So what were your thoughts? It wasn't bad, but I wouldn't watch it every time. Yeah? Mm, yeah. So kind of in the middle for you? Yeah. For the pop era? Uh-huh. Okay, fair it's enough. It's like, it's, wor- it's better than Black Cauldron, but not as good as Fox and the Hound. That's a good way okay. to put it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. That's those a are fair... good metrics. Anything <laughs> is better than Black Cauldron. Let's be real. 
That's funny, it's Mom. Tr- it's pretty true, actually. Yeah. Okay, but let's get into some of our favorites for this movie. So, Krista, you're the seasoned expert with this <laughs> one. Um, so, of the three of y'all, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to have a favorite character in this one. There's not that many. I would say, um, I would say the little girl mouse. Olivia. Olivia. Yes. I would say her. I just think she's cute. And I love that she's like, well, you're not doing this on your own. Like, I'm going to go find my dad. Like, I'm coming along. So I really like her. My favorite scene I actually really like the scene at the end when they're disguised and the, like, you know, the robot mouse comes out, but then they are able to, like, come in and take over and he's, you know, Radican is discovered. Like, I just like that whole scene of how, like, you just see his unraveling at that point. And so, I don't know. I just like that scene. I don't know why. I also, I know it's kind of a, creepy it's definitely the creepiest scene but when they're in the toy shop oh yeah okay i I just think that that's a solid toy shop yeah i remember when they have to go to the toy shop because they're trying to find um olivia's dad yeah it's funny and remember the the bat ends up being Mm. there at the same time fidget fidget Fidget. Fidget. yeah Mm -hmm. okay he looks ugly. Yeah, so that's what He's mom's talking cr- about. Yeah, I mean, that scene always kind of, like, got me as a little girl. It's a little unsettling, it's, for sure. When yes. he's in that cradle, that's oh, unsettling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is unsettling. Yeah. Okay, Kai, how about you? Favorite character, favorite scene? Basil, I think. Basil? Basil. Yes. Mm-hmm. The great mouse detective himself? Yes. Basil. Yeah. What did you like about Basil so much? He's funny. Think Sometimes. he's funny? Huh. Yeah. How's he funny? Just he is. Like, just he just is. Just he is. Yeah, What's like, your favorite? Oh, go ahead. The big battle. The big I battle. I mean, you did think it was kind of funny how he could never get Olivia's last name right. Mm-hmm. Remember how he always... Kind of like Dory. ...messed up her last Wait, name. what was her last name again? Her, her last name was Flaversham. And we call it Flaversham? Yeah, no, he no, just... It he was, always says yeah, it he wrong. All, always and she was something. always correcting him. Right. So you laughed anytime he did that because he mm-hmm. would be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And kind of move on past it. Mm-hmm. So you said the big battle scene at the end. Yeah, yeah, and the sewer rat looks ugly. Radican. Yeah, sewer Radigan. rat. He is, but does he like to be? He that, I think it's so interesting that he doesn't. He is a rat, but he doesn't right. like to be. And his name is Radican, <laughs> but he doesn't like to be called a rat. Right. But he's very clearly a rat. Yeah, he's very sensitive yeah. about that. Overly yeah. sensitive. Yeah. So. I think for me, as far as favorite, why are you looking at me like that? I'm just interested <laughs> to hear what you're gonna say because 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 we know that maybe not the best and maybe not the worst. Of not what? the best or worst of what <laughs> characters. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no characters in here that I'm like, oh, man, I really loved this yeah. character. They're all a little forgettable. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but I did, I mean, I do like Basil, but I, I did like Dr. Dawson. I knew you were going to him. I thought he was a fun character because he's, he's a good counterbalance to to Basil. And, you know, he's kind of in that, uh, you know, Dr. Watson role mm-hmm. from the Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. stories. So there's that. 
but then, you know, I do like Radigan because he's such an over-the-top villain. Like, he is, he is just so extra when it comes to the villainy. You know, so many Disney villains, especially nowadays, it's almost like they got sidetracked. It's like maybe they started out good or maybe they were misunderstood or things like that. But like Radigan is just pure. He's a clear He villain. enjoys being evil, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just kind of liked how over the top he was yeah. as a villain. I thought he was kind of fun. And then Kai, I'm with you. Favorite scene, the standoff inside of Big Ben. I thought that was a really cool scene to watch. Kind of how they're like jumping across the gears and everything. Yeah, it's a good scene. It is. It's a solid yeah. scene. Yeah, I would say that was the most iconic did scene. Did they break from this Big movie. Ben? They did not break it. No, they it. didn't break it. Oh. Well, they kind of did, I feel like. Didn't he like, break part of the glass? Yeah. Right again? Yeah. He? He did. Yeah, so I guess they did yeah. break part of it. But. And they used a couple of the chains, which may have needed to be used, so they may have broken those off. I mean, maybe. I think it's been fixed yeah, since Yeah, probably then. so. I'm, huh. I'm not an expert in Big Ben, but I think it's working fine these days. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we got favorite characters. We got favorite scenes. Let's go to, is there anything in this movie that surprised us? Anything we didn't like as much? I mean, I haven't seen this movie in years, but as you heard in the personal history, I did grow up on this one, and I've forgotten a lot of this movie (laughs) and yeah I don't know why I liked it so much (laughs) but there wasn't anything like that I that I like out of my way noticed but I did like re-watching this like man Fidget is so creepy it's creepy he's so creepy and like knowing myself I'm like I can't believe that I like watched this movie again as a little girl because he's super He's super creepy. Yeah. So, I mean, like yeah, he's I not agree. like a funny sidekick. No. You know, like there's usually like a comedy when it, with the villain. There's usually so, like a comedic relief. You know, like you got like Gaston and LeFou. Le you got yeah, Pain and, Pain and Panic. Yeah, yeah. Hook yeah Hook the right. best. Right, but like he is so creepy. Yeah, he's not comedy relief and no. like some of it is like sometimes I feel like they tried to make him funny but it, it doesn't hit yeah and so he's just he's just he's altogether creepy just unsettling he is unsettling <laughs> I mean from like, the first scene yeah that yeah. peg leg coming through he is unsettling yeah kind of like that kind of like the horned king psychic the goblin. Yeah, but he was a bit yeah, comedy. Real, well, the, the well, whole thing was no. just You called him comedy. He was kind of not comedy, comedy, but he was supposed to be. Comedic to be. relief, but. He was supposed to be a book. It, it didn't work but out. But yeah, nothing movie. I like overly noticed. Kai, how about you? Anything that you didn't like as much or surprised you in here? Something that, something that I noticed is that Queen. Uh huh, the Queen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't even tell her own guards. From imposters. Well, you can't tell the difference. She's, she's old. And, and they're old. all dressed the same. They all like yeah, kind of look the same. She can't even tell the difference from an ugly bat to that to the guards. I, I mean, well, yes. I mean, I'm more concerned about the people thinking that the robot queen was actually her. Yeah. 
That, that is... That's more unsettling to me than... Because they can't even tell the difference between a robot and a human? Correct. Yeah. Rat thing? Yeah, I mean, I guess the queen doesn't come out very often, so... Apparently not, because they, they, just... <laughs> they did not know. Yeah, they, they could not tell the difference. No. So, anyway, there is that concerning moment. Any details we noticed in this movie while watching it that stood out? Nothing other than I did, you know, kind of what you mentioned... The bassinet looks like the one from Lady and the Tramp. Don't think it is. But there was another detail in there that scene. There was another detail. Do you remember, that we all Kai? Caught. Is it Pinocchio? No, no, not Pinocchio. But it is a character from the classic era that pops up in the toy shop. Well, a certain elephant who Dumbo. has a special talent. Yes, yes there is a Dumbo toy Dumbo. in the shop. So if you watch this movie along with us, yep. then you'll have to watch look for Dumbo. For Dumbo. Hidden in My there. favorite elephant. So that was a fun little detail yep. there. Okay, so getting into our questions for this movie, we are going to pretend that we are great mouse detectives. Or would you say great mice detectives, since there's more than hmm, one of us, I think I mice detectives is the correct grammar. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so if you were a detective, which of the following items would you keep with you at all times? A magnifying glass, a notebook, or a disguise? Definitely a notebook. Okay, notebook. Why? Yeah, well, because I like to write things down, and I remember things best once I write them down. And so that is why I would do that. I would just have to be really careful not to leave it anywhere. Because I am really bad about <laughs> that. Like, where's my note? I do this all the time because I, I scribble notes when I need to. And you do it with your phone all the time. And I do it with, yeah, I keep notes <laughs> on my phone. I have like a gazillion folders of notes on my phone for that reason. Because when I write yep. things down, I remember it. Yep. Kai, how about you? Which of those items are you keeping on yeah, you? I had an idea that I've been thinking of. Okay. Which is? A dart gun. If <laughs> <laughs> dart gun. <laughs> yeah, okay. so in case, like, there's someone, if you're hiding and you don't want someone to find you, you can tranquilize them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. You've really What? It doesn't actually work. No, no, no. It's not, a great you idea. It's not bad. Really, you actually no. use an actual one. No, I know. Like, yeah. you're just tranquilizing them. You're just putting them to sleep. So, I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you really yeah. thought this one through. You sure Yeah, did. I just saw in the last 10 minutes. Wow. Oh. Well, yes. I'm with mom on this one. I would keep a notebook because you got to keep track of you gotta clues. You got to keep notes. And you got to... Things start running together. Yeah, you got to write down your observations of everything. Mm-hmm. And I figured worst case scenario, if I need a disguise, I can just draw a mustache in the notebook, peel it off, stick it on my face. <laughs> there you go. Instant g- disguise. <laughs> no. Kai <laughs> likes the idea. It's okay. funny. That's what it is. Speaking of disguises, that's what our next question is going to be about because Basil and Dr. Dawson, they put on disguises, remember, when they go into the yeah. pub when they're following yeah. the trail? And, yeah. And Dawson looks like a fat pirate. He does. He's, he, he's a little chubby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you had to go undercover, what disguise would you pick? I mean, <laughs> this is a tough one. I think, I feel like 
anytime I am dressed up, I'm basically in a disguise. Like people don't <laughs> people don't recognize me. So if I like washed my hair and put on high heels and like dressed to the nines, they wouldn't know who I was because I don't have my hair in a messy bun. Okay. Or workout clothes on. So, so you you or would pajamas, go out, which is like my normal mom uniform. So so dressed up, like going out as a socialite. That would sure. be your disguise. That's also a great disguise because I don't really love to socialize with people yeah. much because I'm an introvert. Okay, fair enough. So there you go. That would be my disguise. Kai, how about you? I just wore like a like a tannish cloak and like a tan hat and just walk around. Everything's in like a pocket in my cloak so no one can see. Kind of like those ones on like TV. Kind of like when they're like just like looking down, they're just walking. Okay, so. And like so no one can so see their just, faces. So you're disguised. I know exactly when, what he. This is from. I, I know where you got where this from. I get this from. From. Chippendale Rescue yes. Rangers. This is where you got it from. You're talking yes. about like when they do a spoof on like the 20s detective. Oh, yeah. And they've got the coat with the high collar and the fedora. So let me get this straight. Your disguise would be a detective outfit. <laughs> yes. If you needed to go undercover. Okay. You, you might want to rethink that one. It's but, a great uh, disguise, buddy. Yeah. That's cute. Okay. I would probably just do something like construction worker, you know, like if I knew, <laughs> well, just think about, they're going into like, a, you know, a pub, like an every man type of place. What? So yeah, I'd probably just wear like work jeans and flannel shirt. Yes, and just, what it, what it look wouldn't it make more sense to like come in and like. Like everybody needs like a plumber or like an electrician or something. Not That's like what I'm a saying. That's not a construction worker. <laughs> but they're work a contractor. Building. Yeah, they work on buildings. That's what I'm saying. That's just like, like I would just, as, you know, like a laborer then. There. That's kind of a sweeping term. That would probably be my disguise that I would go with. Wow. Okay. So you're, you're unimpressed. No. Whatever. My disguise would work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's true. But, yeah, so... Well, we couldn't go anywhere with MJ because of his stomping. No, that's true. His stomping, <laughs> he would not be a great detective. MJ is already in bed, but he is going through this phase where he can be the most quiet child, but he stomps everywhere. everywhere. He yeah. loves to hear the sound of his own feet. And so yeah. you'll always hear us coming if he's walking. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Not not detective material Yeah, Micah would... Mike is probably saying that he'd bring along his food and water and water that has ice in it all the time so he can shake it. Yeah, he, he does, does like have some, nice in some his water. ice. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'd probably wear a Disney shirt too. Always. Time for a pro tip. Today's pro tip is about downloading a specific app to use in the parks. Now, most people know that when you go to Disney, We live in the age of technology. You're going to need an app. If you're at Disney World, you're using the Walt Disney World app, the My Disney Experience app. If you're at Disneyland, you're using the Disneyland app. But what most people don't know is there's also an additional app that's just for fun that has nothing to do with Genie Plus or mobile ordering or any of the other things that you can do with those apps 
This one is for play, and it's called the Disney Play app. So this is a really fun one that comes with some unique things that you can only do inside the parks. And since we were talking about Basil of Baker Street and how he looks for clues, I thought that I would tell you about this one because there's definitely some fun things you can do to search around and look for clues and activities with the Disney Play app. And if you want to hear more about what those are through the parks and how you can utilize that on your trip to have yet more fun things to do, then definitely become part of our subscription community so that you can hear more specifically about utilizing this in the parks. Okay, so with our new format change, we will be publishing an episode just focused on uh, Park Connections, kind of like you just heard Mm -hmm. for our subscription community, uh, specifically geared towards the themes of the Great Mouse Detective, which will require some creativity. So I'm interested. I know you do. So I got the creativity for you. I can't wait to hear what kind of uh, details Mm -hmm. you share with us. Uh, But before we go, we want want to thank you for giving us your company. And on our next movie episode, we'll be closing out the pop era with Oliver and Company. <laughs> See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon Podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation or its subsidiaries nor NBC Universal or its subsidiaries nor Warner Brothers or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only. 